welcome, welcome, welcome for the time being. A little bit of a change on the podcast. And I'm really excited about this because it coincides with just a number of things that are happening. So here's the change. And here's what we're going to do. Here's why we're doing it. Um, I'm going to be interviewing some people. And it's people that um, I've been able to work with with SightShift. And I want you to meet them, hear some of their story. It's going to speak to you. It's going to inspire you. You're going to see where you in your own life can learn from their growth points, where they're winning, where they're losing, where they're stuck, where they're inspired. Um, and, And in these interviews, a part of them, we're going to talk about the new book, uh, my newest book to come out, The Stuck Book. The subtitle is Pick This Up When You Don't Know What to Do Next. And what I'm aiming to do with The Stuck Book is help you learn where you are and the best action you can take to move forward. So it'll be available at thestuckbook.com. We'll reference that some in the interview. And uh, I'm just excited to let you meet these friends, get to hear their story, learn from them yourselves, and pick up the stuck book so you can learn how to live out what they're doing, where you are really quick to get a sense of that and take the next step. So check it out, thestuckbook.com, dial into this interview, learn from it. Glad you're here. Peace. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. So glad you're here. Excited about this series that we're in the middle of right now. And I don't want to get to why we're doing this series, but uh, I get to introduce you to people from different parts of the world that I've been privileged to work with. So today, listeners, I want you to welcome my friend Tim, Tim Scullin, all the way from New Zealand. Tim, tell us hello. Oh, good to be here. Dude, we're just to be on the podcast. We're gonna let you just talk the whole time so we can listen to your cool accent. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> I think it was talking to you and Sean, and I did I tell you that I had the word keen get into the last book. Um, oh come on! <laughs> so uh, so the impact is happening. So gracious of you, man, to be on the show today and uh, hang out with me like this. Um, and you know the Sight Shift Tribe. We are all about the mission before identity. So, uh, no, psych. We uh, reverse that order. <laughs> um, and uh, I'd like to start off the show today with them meeting you, and you just tell us something that you really like about yourself, something you like about who you are. Skype has uh, let us down. Yeah, Skype, we are uh, not... Uh, super Yo. happy with your technology, but we have to depend on you at some points. And so uh, this is a uh, recording over Skype, so we'll make the best of it. But yeah, Tim, as you introduce yourself to the to the Sight Shift listeners here, tell us something you really like about yourself, about who you are. Man, you have to start with the hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> um... What do I like about myself without sounding too cocky? Oh, no. Um, just let, let that light shine. It's not proving it's hiding. <laughs> it's not hiding. It's just being brilliant. <laughs> um, I think for me, I'm pretty big on uh, loyalty. And so um, throughout, throughout my life, I like the fact that I've had a close group of friends that I've really made an intentional effort to remain connected to the same people. Dude, I love it. That's awesome. And how rewarding that is for you. I know that there have been times when in the coaching you've told me stories about some of those friendships and that's just a rare thing. So what a beautiful 
thing to enjoy about yourself. I love it. Uh, tell us about your mission. Like, what's what's Tim want to accomplish in the world? Um, well, to start on a bit of a tangent, I felt like possibly when I was younger, I had a mindset of trying to kind of game the system or get more out of something that I was putting in. And it was probably a couple of years ago that I decided that actually, no, my goal is to give more than I get from this world. Ooh. And so um, I guess that that's kind of the underlying mission with, with what I'm doing with work and business is to try and um, do things where I'm creating more value than I'm getting out of it. Wow. Um, yeah. So that's to go broad. <laughs> I love it. That's, that's, that's the big capital M mission. Well, tell us a little bit about the lowercase m missions and how you focus those gifts now. Yeah. Well, um, I sort of have two things going at once. Um, one is uh, an agency called Launch Agent where we basically help people uh, launch successful new ventures. You told us about uh, your launch agent. Tell us about what else you do. Yeah, launch agent. And then uh, we also have a little side hustle that has kind of grown into about a third of what we do now, um, which is a site called Thieve, which is a curated shopping site helping people find the best products direct from factories. And so it's um, a lot of really cool stuff at unimaginable prices. Yeah, I'm really uh, compelled by not only the idea because it's so massive, the way it connects to – and we'll give some URLs at the end and let people contact or connect with you in different ways. But just the scope and scale of what it could be like. But I know what your your mission behind it is, too, to think about what does it mean to uh, long-range create a context where sustainable work can be done. So it's not just people profiting off of something cheap, but everybody on every side can experience a whole life. Uh, awesome. Yeah, totally. Well, tell us about yeah, totally. tell us about the favorite parts of the communities that you serve, uh, whether it's Launch Agent or Thieve. When you think about the communities that you show up for, um, what do you what do you like about those communities? Well, for Launch Agent, it's really cool because um, generally it's a bunch of like minded people who are all trying to create something of value, and um, we get to turn up and kind of bring some expertise to a part of their company that they usually don't know how to fill. Um, and uh, I think in the past we've done like lots of little bits of work for people, but we're in a really sweet spot at the moment where we're working for a small handful of people and for a long period of time. And so, um, yeah, it's just awesome to be uh, connecting with people who are really thinking about their customers and that have that same sort of mindset of trying to create as much value as they can, not just trying to like spin something up and flip it and, you know, make some dollars or whatever. So, um, yeah, I love working with those people. Um, That's awesome. And then uh, on the thief front, I think this whole whole podcast is going to be split down two channels. (laughs) Um, But on the thief front, it's um, uh, I didn't really talk about, but there's sort of two sides to it. There's the people that are shopping, you know, solving the problem of trying to find things and making those purchases uh, products that are actually quality rather than stuff that you might get and throw away. and that's awesome. But then there's the other side, which is probably a bit more mission-focused, where there are um, – the problem we see is that at the moment there's all these places you can buy direct from factories, and it's eliminated the, the need for brands. Um, but the problem is brands are responsible for 
for the quality of the product, but also the, the ethics and the way things are made. And so um, in these marketplaces, if something's going on at the store that, you know, there's some sort of disaster or whatever, no one's ever held accountable. And, um, mm. and uh, I'm really passionate about um, using Thieve to have an impact on that in some way. And I think, um, yeah, we're, we're kind of lining up a few ways we can do that. But, um, yeah, it's a huge challenge. And so and, and I think it's a huge problem where a lot of people are pretty exposed at the moment. So, yeah. Man, I just want to say for the people that are listening, you can get a, a sense of Tim's vision. He's not afraid to step into big problems. And uh, big problems take big solutions and a lot of perseverance and persistence. And we'll talk about that in a second. But kind of transitioning, getting to know a little bit about where you're at currently. Tell us a place where, where Tim's winning. Where do you feel like there's a sense of like momentum and you're like, man, this is working, this is good. We'll talk about other parts, but let's kick off with that. Holistic or in work? Either one you I want. Go, I got a family, man. Um, so I have two uh, little girls. Uh, one is one, and one's just about three. And... Um, we had a bit of a traumatic experience with one of the girls a little while ago, but it was this amazing reset to have perspective on what's really important. And, um, yeah, I just feel like in the last few weeks, I'm really stoked on having some amazing quality time with them. And, uh, yeah, just really pumped about being a dad right now. That's awesome. I love it. I, I, I resisted when we hopped on this call, diving into that story, because I figure after the call, we'll, we'll, shop, we'll share some... Uh, exchange some details with some re- recent traumatic stories we've had on both of uh, both of our lives. But I'm inspired by the way that even in the trauma, you, you show up. You don't just run away. And you've got a lot of beautiful places to run away. Folks listening, uh, Tim's FaceTimed me before, and it's totally made me jealous. Uh, New Zealand beaches, <laughs> kite surfing. It's as amazing as you can imagine. Um, so I'm, I'm inspired by that. What about anything with work-wise where you feel like you're winning? At the moment with work, um, like I was saying earlier, we've sort of transitioned into the season where we're working with a handful of people long term. And um, all of those clients are doing really well. And so at the moment, um, what I think is working well is um, learning to say no to the things that don't take us down the path you want to go. Mm. And I think in the past, um, I think also as a startup, you're very scrappy and you're kind of taking what you can get and um, transitioning from that mindset to um, a, probably a more deliberate approach is, was a real challenge. And so for me, that's probably something that's happened in the last sort of three or six months where we've really been able to say no to a lot of things. And uh, yeah, it's really fun saying no to work, <laughs> no to work that you don't actually want to do. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'm really stoked on that. That's awesome. I, I'm, Go ahead. Well for us with Thief because oh sorry, um, that's really important for us as well with Thief because it's too easy for us to say yes to more work because we've always got more options for work we can do, but as we say yes to that, we inevitably can't do as much with Thief, and so yeah, it's been a really good motivator to actually say no. Yeah, dude, I'm celebrating that. I remember one of our early chats. Um, a while back now, and it was about this 
the you know resisting the shiny new thing and uh props on leaning in and growing like crazy in that space what yeah. has you currently inspired like what do you feel like you're reaching for right now the biggest thing for me the biggest impact right now is um the scary situation we have with our daughter we're on holiday and uh yeah it was pretty scary what happened but um through that perspective it really made me value quality time with family mm. and uh i think it's really easy to just try track on with life um particularly when you have business or work goals and lose focus of what's really important because in that moment the things that were important were so black and white and for me made me realize that it, there were times where I'd uh, been too consumed with work-related things and lost some, um, maybe lost some precious moments with relationships that I, that I really value. And so uh, I'm pretty inspired to make, make that process work now and really focus on um, even just having some more intentional quality time with people. Mm. Dude, yeah. thanks for the vulnerability. I mean, there's, I don't think anybody listening to this uh, that isn't motivated right now in some way or challenged or stirred up to go, hey, where do I need to just pay attention and be vigilant to key relationships around me or even turn a trajectory around and uh, make some some different choices about my value system. That's awesome. Uh, okay. Going in the other direction, where do you feel right now that you're you're stuck, or maybe it's a situation that you feel like you're losing and you want to turn it around. So, so I was hopping on about how we say no all the time, um, but the problem is the few people that we are doing work for are all growing, and so um, capacity-wise, we're work you know with work we're basically at capacity, and the problem with that is that the time that we have remaining for thief gets thinner and thinner. Whether we um, onboard some more staff. Um, you know, grow our internal resource, um, or um, yeah, or, or whether we just work harder or more efficiently or what. So yeah, I'm feeling a little little stuck and challenged at the moment to to figure out what that next step is. Awesome awareness. I mean, just knowing the gap that you want to close, what you want to figure out is huge. Um, and and I wouldn't expect any different from you, but I know I can ask that question to some people. And it would take them a while to either come up with something, and we all have places we're stuck right now because nobody is perfectly moving forward in every area of their life. Uh, or what they would come up with would be the symptom, not the cause. And, uh, yeah, super cool. Okay. Or like a reverse compliment. Like, I'm stuck with being incredible right now. And <laughs> I just don't know how to share that with my friends. <laughs> I'm so busy being awesome. I don't know how to figure out being more awesome. Uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. I mean, it's it's uh, it is indicative of this idea that mo money, mo problems. You know, as something is growing, um, it brings more problems when growth comes. And uh, growth problems are more fun to solve than the other ones. But you're never done solving those problems. Yeah, and I definitely have experienced getting overextended in the past. Um, and I think it's better to figure out 
what it is that you're doing, you know, have a clearer path and then try and grow into something with with too much uncertainty. And so, yeah, I guess that's the paradox. That's the challenge right now is that completely sure about what we're doing, but we're growing. (laughs) And uh, it just feels a little, a little challenging. Yeah. Sounds like some coming uh, decision points with further focus of what to say yes and no to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, in light of that, what I'd like to do is transition now to talk about uh, the part that I referenced at the beginning of this episode. Uh, Part of the way that we're doing these interviews is we are talking about the huge news that I have, which is a new book coming out October 19th, 2017. I think it'll be around that date. Uh, Yay! thestuckbook.com so that will take you to the Amazon uh, place, that URL I don't know what the campaign page is yet we'll have it done soon uh, for the book but a fun way for me to talk about the book is just to have people on that were gracious enough that that I've worked with that were gracious enough to read uh, an ugly old Microsoft doc version before they get the uh, designed version. Um, And so you labored through uh, that copy. It wasn't probably an easy reading experience in format, but you did it. And here we are talking about it. So I'd love to kick off with the gentle stuff first. What did you enjoy the most about the stuck book? I really like... um obviously going through the coaching stuff with you that there's so much information and um, keeping it all front of mind is always a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. And so going through the book was refreshing a lot of stuff that was really cool. And I was like, oh, so true. Um, particularly talking about seasons when we'd gone through the chat, I think I was probably in a different season to what I am now. And so what was relevant was different. So yeah, that was cool. Dude. Awesome. That fires me up. I, that was my hope to give like a simple meta model you could sink your teeth into and get a quick orientation of where you are. Because um, you've, you, you know, you know how foundational identity is to know who you are. And then the next piece to making good decisions is where you are. And that's what I was aiming for. So cool. What was your greatest takeaway from the book? Um, well, I actually have a. I took a whole bunch of notes, and, and my favorite quote is kind of long. Sweet. Um, Let's dive in. <laughs> um, this is, uh, there's no guarantee that what we're doing is going to work, uh, but we relax because we've given ourselves permissions to do what is best for us rather than the option we feel pressured to pursue. We can do it our way. And I felt like as I was reading through this uh, that whole kind of paragraph, that section, I literally felt my shoulders drop and relax. Oh, like, oh yes. <laughs> Too right. I've been feeling so much pressure to do certain expectations from clients of the work that we would do or the work we wouldn't do or whatever it is. And then to go, you know what, like a very reactive way to live and work. Yeah. Dude, that uh, so fires me up encourages me to hear you having that experience. Um, well, it sounds like you had some other places that you had some good takeaways. Any others you'd want to share with us? I think um, kind of coming from, uh, you know, how much how much can I just reference the terms in the book? People won't know what I'm talking about. Do it. Um, we'll create mystery. Like, uh, yeah. All right. So there's this one season in the book, <laughs> and it talks about how um, I think – 
there's probably meta seasons like long trends and then there's probably short trends within other parts of your life and um the the interesting trend for me is the the winter trend and when you're in the midst of chaos and and and, uns- and almost like you just are feeling lost mm-hmm. that um the idea to just jump in and hustle and hustle harder on something thing um and i think for me that's a natural response it's like it's not working i just need to work harder at something um but to actually just pause and rest in that season and take it all in and understand the landscape and give yourself time to plot maybe a new path and recognize that the reason you got there was because what because what you're doing wasn't quite right. So working harder at that is not going to make it any better. Dude. Like when you reference the basketball shots. <laughs> yes. Well said, man. Nice memory. I'm, it's so cool to hear what stuck. And uh, lessons learned the hard way from uh, many times of going, I'll just go at this with more intensity. Yeah. So uh, true. Uh, well, yeah. I think it was through that section that I was like, man, there are definitely some parts of my life right now that I'm just going with more intensity. Um, but I probably should just hit the brakes and actually take in the landscape a little bit before I ramp up the intensity on something. Well stated. I love that. Well, tell me about any parts in the book, if, if there are any, there may not be, that you just didn't like, that you're like, I don't think that's true. Uh, if I'm going to give space for the good stuff, I want to give space for the pushback or the challenge. Um, probably actually just going to, back to what I said just before. I think uh, it, I'm not sure if this was the intention or not, but that there was just meta seasons. So like you have your huge seasons, but I think a lot of the stuff also implies for like mini seasons in different parts of your life. And so while I might be in a winter or spring or summer season overall with my family I might be in a summer season and uh, just trying to like think about different parts of your life and applying the different seasons for each one yeah I thought that was pretty awesome maybe an interesting idea yeah that's a little bit what I was trying to say with the macro micro seasons like you're going to have macro seasons in your job or family or career, but you also go through the micro seasons in a way through the day when you hit these moments that you get stuck and, yeah. you know, you're, you're getting unstuck. So that's dope that that stuck. Okay. I want to put you on the hot seat a little bit. It was in there. It was in there. It was it there. Was my, oh, man. Maybe that was a uh, Microsoft uh, word breakdown. <laughs> it, yeah, it was... Uh, I, I think I said that, like, in the end, one of the, the – not the closing, but the cautions. Um, but I could be wrong. I can't remember where it's in there, but it is somewhere. Hey, somebody else jumped on, and they brought up a question uh, that they were stuck on, and I actually just pointed back to the the book. And after the interview we were talking, and he was like, dude, you just pointed back to what I read, and you connected the dots. And so, uh, yeah, normal experience. It's, it's a lot to remember. Um, and uh, you're doing an amazing job. I, I'm going away while you're remembering. That's so cool. Feel free to edit that last bit out. No way. It's, it is staying in faux show. Uh, it's, uh, it's the real stuff. Um, so I want to want to transition now. We're going to put you on the hot seat. Have a little bit of fun with some questions that uh, help us get to know you. Uh, one is about the stuck book. The rest aren't. 
And uh, the first one is, where would you have liked to have known the stuck book at an earlier point in your life? Now, this isn't to stir up regrets. It's just to help those listening that may be in a different place than you. If you could take the message of that book back to an earlier part of yourself, uh, where would you have liked to have known it? Probably around the time when I was about six months into starting my first real business. I was probably like 22, and I thought that everything I do, I thought that I was, was going to live it an eternal summer season. <laughs> and then when you, you hit reality, and you're like, hold on a second, what do you mean not everything I do is going to work perfectly? Um, and uh, that was probably, that was a bit of a, a season shock for me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, um, I get that. I remember when I had my first big failure, and it was like, wait a second, I'm not invincible? Um, yeah. <laughs> I was very, cool. very naive. Oh, I feel like you just said something amazing and it broke up. What was that? Oh, no. No, I just joked about school being easy, but it really wasn't. <laughs> The exams, if, yeah. If I could, if I could, if businesses could, if you could succeed in business as easy as you could pass exams, then yeah, maybe it would be a lot easier in life. And then nobody, <laughs> the certainty of that would mean uh, there'd be, I think, no market <laughs> because there's no uh, losses, there's no wins, and uh, wow, that'd be crazy. <coughs> Excuse. Excuse me. Too little, true. Little yeah, nine out, of, nine out of ten, uh, <coughs> nine out of ten uh, businesses fail. But uh, I imagine the stats for schools are at least closer to fifty-fifty. See, there you go. Well, tell us about a recent idea that has you lit up: a book, a podcast, a resource, a breakthrough, your own uh-huh. thinking on something, anything that we would be inspired by. <laughs> Have you interviewed Sean yet? Uh, no, I haven't. All right. Uh, and it's with um, cryptocurrency. Dude, and, uh, it's breaking up. It broke up just a second. But, uh, oh, no. I heard, I heard the know, word cryptocurrency. Back You're back on now. I heard the word cryptocurrency there. Is Sean geeked out on it? Yeah, both John and I have lost like the last two or three weeks of our lives. So uh, we keep promising ourselves that we'll uh, like like hold off on the crypto and, and uh, recover our relationships and get our companies back on track. <laughs> Dude, you are the but, second. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about this, guys. This is uh, just a little bit of a Skype issue it happens sometimes but um i was just going to say back to him that you're the second person that's answered cryptocurrency to that question uh no way of course it is it's such a high bar and and this is only the fourth i'm gonna launch this series with 10 i've done four that means 50 percent of people so far have answered cryptocurrency to that question and this will be the third uh interview it's come up in because it's that huge and disruptive yeah, so let me roll it back and say, not cryptocurrency, but uh, the blockchain. Yes, and even the, better way of saying that. Technology and what that 
means for the world. I'm super psyched about the impact it can have on um, creatives. I think being able to capture value from your work will change dramatically. It might take five to ten years for it to roll out. And I'm really interested in um, in the impact it will have on developing nations. I think uh, it'll it's an opportunity to pull a lot of people out of poverty and to um, to have a massive impact on fraud um, in developing nations as well. So, yeah, it's pretty epic. Uh, and the challenge is like trying to figure out how to get um, almost support it or be invested in it. Um, and the problem at the moment, I think, is that currency. The currency is so overinflated. Yeah. Um, and so just working out, like, what is, what is like, a 10-year or 20-year vision to um, be involved in that space look like? And, uh, yeah, that's what Sean and I have just been uh, losing our lives to. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. Well, I'll have to, when he does this, uh, see what comes up with that. I'll be careful to not bring it up because uh, it's, yeah, I could chat for hours about that. It's crazy. Okay, another hot seat question. Might, Go ahead. <laughs> he might not want to bring Bring it up. It's too consuming. <laughs> you nerd out too hard. <laughs> I, I can hear his the passionate tone in his voice ramping up uh, in my head. Um, yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> okay, so you get an unexpected free day or free afternoon. No one to judge you. What would you go do? Anywhere in the world? Oh, that's a great question. Sure. Anywhere in the world, and let's <laughs> answer local to where you are. Okay. Anywhere in the world, I go to Fiji and I go kite surfing and then hang out on the beach and eat uh, fruit. Nice. Truffle Sounds fruit. amazing. <laughs> and lo- local, oh yeah, probably my family. Yeah. <laughs> I totally take my family to Fiji too. <laughs> no. Uh, local. Um, yeah, I just think doing something awesome with the girls would be incredible. Yeah. I don't even really mind what it is, but just if they're frothing. Yeah. So they'd probably be into going to the beach, getting some ice cream, and chasing some seagulls. That sounds like a blast. And I still, we've still got to figure out a way to do a site shift event in New Zealand ASAP because uh, that would be a blast. I got to, yeah. I got to see the sites you see. Um, okay. <laughs> The fourth hot seat question. What's something you see a lot of people around you not into? They're not into it, but you totally dig it. What would that be? This is your chance to fly your freak flag. I see a lot of people around me into something else. Yeah, they're not into this, but you are. Uh, (laughs) Crypto. Cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing about it is, it's got such a bad rap. You know, like Bitcoin, um, uh, drug trafficking, blah blah blah, all this criminal activity, and it's weird. It's like mining. It sounds like a Warcraft, get, like World of Warcraft game or something. I like know. Are doing it. And so, the moment you start talking about it, you see people's eyes glaze over, and you have to be like, "No, it's not just that." <laughs> You have to understand it's going to change the world. This 19-year-old Russian made this thing called Ethereum, and it's incredible. And then, yeah, it's all downhill from there. So, <laughs> No, some of the companies that, I've, uh, that I work with that do, like, international banking, it's like, yeah. this is going to change all of that. Uh, mm. It's going to take time, but 
it's it's going to look different. And it's just hard. It's hard. I always think about this. Of course, I talked about it in the Stuck book. Like when horses were the mode of transportation, nobody sat around and was like, okay, in two years, they're going to be half as many. Um, there's going to be twice as many cars on the street as horses. Five years after that, there's not going to be any horses. Uh, you know, big change like that can come fast when there's an easy way for people to enter into that change, like the Model T. And uh, the same here. Um, it's the next iteration of all things Internet. And, uh, yeah, so we'll fly our freak flags on that all day long. Um <laughs> Dude, anything else you want to say to the Site Shift podcast listeners, and then we'll tell about where folks can engage you. The biggest thing for me, the biggest takeaway, and it and it and it taints everything I do. Um, and I wish that I'd done Site Shift earlier. Was that your worth is not affected by? Oh man, I get a phone call from my wife right in the middle of my big closing statement. Hold on a second. Let me just uh, decline that. I'll call it back. Speaking right. of family being important. Yeah. Let's <laughs> cut that bit out. Let's cut that bit out and get back to, back to the answer. Oh, we have um, to leave it. It's so, great. Which I don't mind if you did. Okay, um, cool. So, yeah, so anyway, going all the way back is uh, uh, the biggest thing for me from SightShift was this concept of your worth not being tied to your performance. Mm -hmm. And it's so big in the world that if you do this and if you do that, then people will love you and blah, blah, blah. But your worth won't change no matter what you do, no matter how successful your thing is or how bad it fails, your worth won't change. And um, being able to meditate on that, almost like build your sense of self-worth irrespective of your performance Mm has totally changed me so much and and being able to relax in high-intensity moments where there could be huge performance outcomes or massive embarrassment Um, and knowing that that won't change my worth has definitely made me perform better in those moments but also enjoy them a lot more. Whoa, dude. Thank you so much, man. You just stated that so beautifully and Mm -hmm. a fantastic reminder for us all. So no doubt people are listening going, I'd like to connect with this Tim guy online. Where would you point them to, to know more about you, uh, share Thieve and Launch Agent if you want, and anything else where folks can connect to you? Um, just hit me up on Twitter and Snapchat. <laughs> no, I'm, <not>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not that big on social media, but um, yeah, tra- track me down on uh, at launchagent.co.nz or... Um, Anyway, you Google me, you'll probably find me, and, and uh, I'll return any emails from any site shifters or call me. My my phone number's on the internet, crazily enough. Is it really? I'd love a random phone call. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> I'd love a random phone call. It's on the footer of the launch agent website. It's just my mobile. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Uh, I so for anybody listening right now, what was a weird country I saw pop up recently? Oh, Japan was popping up. Uh, so awesome. please call Tim and leave random voicemails in Japanese, that would be dope. Yes, please. If you're from Japan, please call me. Uh, Thanks so much for being here, bringing your voice to the SiteShift journey, sharing with us about who you are, where you are, what you got going on. Uh, Such a privilege, Tim. Listeners, glad you're here. Uh, Peace out, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Cheers, guys. Peace.